This is Nerd Podcast Radio, brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com slash nerdpodcastradio. We use the support of our patrons to bring you the best show we can. We also reward our patrons with bonus audio each week. If you would like to contact us, the best way to do that is our Nerd Podcast Radio Facebook page, where we share nerdy stuff and talk to our listeners. You can also reach us at brian.nerdpodcastradio at gmail.com, mike.nerdpodcastradio at gmail.com, erica.nerdpodcastradio at, you guessed it, gmail.com. It's not at, you guessed it, it's erica.nerdpodcastradio at gmail.com and anthony. it's a joke anthony doesn't have an email address you can also reach us on twitter at SuperVeganBrian, at NerdcasterMike, at CurseySmurfErica, and of course, at NerdcastRadio. Thanks for listening, everyone. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Nerd Podcast Radio, your nerd home away from home. Hey everybody, it's your host Special Mikey, I'm finally back. Along with me is Super Vegan Brian. Hey, it's your host Super Vegan Brian, and oh, oh crap. You son um, of a bitch. Um, Mikey's here. Yay! That's right. I'm back. <laughs> Taking you, you back finally, the reins of this bad boy. You finally broke out of your containment union. Union? <laughs> union? Union? You, like unit. one of the things you have to ba- pay to be a part of? Are you, are you part of a union? Out of his containment yeah. union, we, we well, the containment union is a series of Mikey clones that are focused on containment of Mikey Prime. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> good, good save. <laughs> yeah, what you don't know is I'm Prime. All the clones are dead. Well, all the pro- clones are programmed to think they're Prime. It creates a lot of confusion. I'm real. Damn it, we're not going down <laughs> this. We're not going down this boat. All right, I'm real. Uh, and you know, and obviously we. We have the Cursey Smurf Erica with us. Hola. Oh, that was a sad hola. Yeah, well, there's only so much energy you can muster when you have pneumonia. Oh, well, you're a trooper for being here. Erica's journey of being sick on the podcast. She was here last week and not feeling well, and now she's here and feeling worse. Yeah, woo! It's not a cold or the flu, it's full-blown pneumonia. Yeah, well, it started out as a cold. And then became pneumonia. So, I mean, super fun times. You got yeah. full-blown oh, pneumonia. <laughs> we wish it was something less serious, but it's not. It's full-blown pneumonia. <laughs> wow, that, singing that hurts my heart a little bit because I know what the original song is. Yeah, me too. <laughs> like, you, you start to sing it, and in your head, you're just like, ooh. Oh, but I'm glad to be back, guys. Uh, yeah, I didn't mean to be away for three weeks, but uh, ended up I ended up having to be. We yeah, go t- ahead and give the real reason. All right. I was part of a secret government experimentation for my superpowers that I haven't told you guys about. <laughs> <laughs> what what um what superpowers did they give you? Um, my hands, uh, they made it to where my palm sweat is glue and the tips of my fa- and the, my fingernails are actually now tape dispensers. Oh, so you're the adherer? <laughs> I'm the adherer. Oh, that's funny. Oh, I'm like mixing my Marvel supervillains and my, and my, um, Pathfinder monsters. It's a lot better than what they wanted to name me. They wanted to call me adhesive boy. 
<laughs> I think adhesive boy is an actual thing. <laughs> Probably is. Uh, but no, uh, but for real, I, uh, I, I would like to tell you guys, uh, my wife and I start, start have are in the middle of the process for adopting uh, uh, children. We're looking to adopt about three children at least. Well, I mean, to, to give the full context behind that, you're adopting three more children. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We're going to start calling you St. Mikey instead of Special Mikey. <laughs> yeah. So um, Eric and I were talking the other day and was yeah. like, Erica said something like, is Mikey just the Mikey and Katie just the best people on the planet? And I was like, yep, yep. That, yeah. Yeah, they really are. <laughs> nah, we're OK. Yeah, <laughs> we're OK. We, we've forgotten birthdays before. <laughs> uh, Each other's or Alana's? Uh, other people's. There, there's, <laughs> there, there are times when we're filling out paperwork and she's like, she'll look at me and go, October 5th? And I'm like, the 4th, honey. She was born on the 4th. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, she <laughs> just had her birthday. Yes, she did. She just, uh, her official birthday was on Thursday and she turned four. And we took on the Sunday before we had a nice big um, Princess Rapunzel party for her. And then last Thursday on her actual birthday, we took her for a full day at Disneyland. Congratulations. You went to Disneyland. Jesus fucking Christ. How many times do you go to Disneyland? Do you have like an unlimited pass or something? We have the California, uh, we have the Southern California Select Pass, so we're able to go quite a few times. Wow. We go, so we're able to go there uh, quite a bit. So we took her there for a full day at Disney, and and so we got her. Uh, she got the two Disney princess dolls she's been wanting with her birthday money, and she got uh, new mouse ears, and she got a nice uh, uh, button that says "Happy Birthday," and the lady wrote her name on it and how old she turned. And she got to wear her new Princess Aurora dress that she got for her birthday. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Okay. Really- Not that I don't think that's the most amazing thing ever. But if you if you take her to Disneyland, like, all the time, you can't really top that. Like, there's no, like, oh, guess where we're going? It's going to be so magical. You literally are living in the magical kingdom. No, no. It's, it's basically her other magical life because... You haven't seen this girl walk around the Disney store. She Disneyland is like her second home. It's like her real home where she gets taken away to her fake home unless she's at Disneyland or the Disney store. That's yeah, this, crazy. Oh, yeah. this girl, every single time we go to the park, she gets over. She gets excited all over again. The, the not telling her where we're going bit still works she's like every time we like get we hit the gate she's like oh, we're going to disneyland this is amazing we're i'm so happy <laughs> kind of deal so and she it will wear me. off when she becomes like eight. Oh, if it does it does but for now she's doing amazing no that's good that's good i'm just saying like so i did something similar we don't have disneyland out here we have king's island and so I got passes so that Amelia and I could just go to King's Island through like the whole summer, like whenever we wanted to, and it wouldn't cost us any money. That's good. And then we like pack a picnic and, you know, and that's it. And uh, it got to the point after doing it for like three years. So we'd have something fun that just her and I could go do. By like the fourth year, she was like, yeah, I mean, I guess we could go. 
And then I was like, oh, well, now it's not exciting anymore. I'm not going to spend, you know, $200 a person to be able to go as much as we want. So I didn't get passes the next year. And it was like she expected it. She was like, what do you mean we don't have passes? What do you mean we're not just going? And I was like, <laughs> fuck? <laughs> See, that's why we'll always keep them. Because even if she does get to the point where she's like, oh, yeah, let's go, then we'll be fine. I have a quick personal update. Yes. So for the listeners to the podcast, the last few episodes, they have been following the saga of my cat Momo fucking with me during the call. I'm trying not to lock her up this morning. Um, so you guys don't know, but she is she is like she jumps on the keyboard while I'm on the call and tries to stop the recording or to kick me off the network on the laptop. And it got really bad in the Odin episode. So Heather is behind me doing schoolwork and the cat's not bothering her at all. But she's jumped up here three times. So I think that is proof that this cat knows what I'm doing. Oh, yeah, I agree. I, that cat's like, well, fuck you, pal. This is happening. Oh, uh, you made her a star. and Now she needs that limelight. So what are we talking about this morning? This morning, we're talking about those societal misfits, those wondrous, astonishing people that we like to call X-Men. Or as Deadpool calls them, X-Person. What's the specific topic, though? We're going to be talking about how they fit into the MCU. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's going to happen. Oh, eventually, because there's a deal in the works. Yeah. Hopefully it goes through and we get to see this. Well, they say it's probably going to be finished. Well, they've done the deal, but they're finishing up the particulars of it, and it should be done by the end of the year. Hopefully. Which will be, if it's true, that'll be great. Yeah, so well, I, I just don't know how I feel about that. Hugh Jackman said he's never being Wolverine again. and Ryan Reynolds and is so close to getting into doing a movie. Well, but we'll have plenty me. of time to talk about those things. But first... But first, we're going to play everybody's favorite game when your hosts sit down and talk about the nerdiest thing they did this week. And then at the end, they use Mike Myler's patented widget system to see who wins. What's the name of that game, Mikey? What's Nerdy With You? Well... Um, I move the order around because I feel that Erica has been with us long enough that she doesn't have to be first anymore. And I have taken the first spot. Take that, Smurf. I I um I don't think I've been first in a very long time. Very, very long time. So Brian, what's nerdy with you? Um what's nerdy with me is that I finally got my pre order of Pathfinder Kingmaker. Oh yeah. Yep. <laughs> and I played it on I played it yesterday, and um, it's it's really good, but I played it on normal difficulty for a while, and it's way too freaking hard to play on normal. For real? I ended up switching to, easy, to, to story mode because it was just way too freaking hard. I looked through the reviews on Steam, and the reviews were like, it's a great game, blah, 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 I love it, Pathfinder, Pathfinder. And then like half the reviews were, this game is too fucking hard. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear about this. Is this a PC game? It's Baldur's Gate style. It's Baldur's Gate style PC game. Is it only for the PC? Uh, As far as I know. Yeah, it's on Steam. Yeah, um, it's it's PC only. Yeah, PC only. First computer single player RPG for um, the Pathfinder universe. It's isometric like Baldur's Gate. And it follows the Pathfinder Kingmaker storyline. And being someone who played Kingmaker, it's awesome. It, um, 
So for those of you who don't know, Pathfinder Kingmaker is one of the adventure paths for the Pathfinder role-playing game, and it's a sandboxy game. Um, in the Pathfinder Kingmaker, you are exploring a land called the Stolen Lands and trying to earn a barony so then you can be a ruler. And in the series of the Adventure Path, you defeat a bandit king, take over the area, become a baron, and then eventually become king of a kingdom. And there's king- kingdom building involved. Um, the game so far follows the story perfectly. They fit in tons of elements. And on top of that, since Pathfinder Kingmaker is very sandboxy, it's kind of lacking in story. It leaves the GM a lot to create more story because it's mostly just you explore, take over the land, and then build your kingdom, and then build your own thing, and you can do whatever the hell you want. Um, in the isometric version, they kept all that, plus they added in a lot more story elements to make it a lot more cohesive because as a book, as a six-book series, it was just too big to fit everything in. So it's it's really cool. There's a lot of fey history of the land. There's um, a whole bunch of backstory they've added for the stag lord, which is the bandit king you have to fight. And um, they kept some of my favorite stuff. Like there's this conflict between the mites and the kobolds in the region, and you get involved in it politically. Um, oh, nice. I, I I really like it, but I, I tried playing it on normal mode and I died five times and I had to reload my game. And I was like this. I, I You know what? I don't care how hard the game is. I'm switching to story. That's a good, that's a good thing. Yeah, I, I generally play those games in story mode. I, I'm not a big fan of playing in difficulty. I just want to experience the game. I'm not a hardcore gamer. No, no, not really. <laughs> I usually um, play things in story mode the first time so that I can like experience the story and then I go back and play them harder and harder and harder until I beat it. Um, the nerdiest thing I've done involving this game is when I originally played the game, I played with a, a female cleric of Phrasma. So when I'm playing it in the, ro- in the the on the video game, I am playing with a cleric of Phrasma and I'm trying to match her build as close as I possibly can. I'm using the Ecclesia Thurge archetype and I'm doing a lot of role playing instead of fighting and I made her a negative energy channeler instead of a positive energy channeler, which is a huge gimp on gameplay, but it ends up being pretty awesome when you run into swarms. <laughs> nice. Um, I, I really like it. It's not the exact Pathfinder system, but it's close enough that I feel like I'm playing Pathfinder. Well, that's good to hear. They couldn't use the exact system because um, the OpenGL license isn't completely sanctioned for video games, but it's a very close system. Um, so far, hardest fight was a giant water elemental. Um, water elemental? Yeah, I think that thing would have just killed me in two seconds if I hadn't played in story mode. I don't think it was meant to be defeated, but it was, it, it, I, I was able to beat it. Busted um, your ass on it, I bet. One of the great things I, I like about playing it in story mode is when I originally played it, I played it with Anna and a few other friends, and we fought a troll, and... We defeated the troll, but Anna's character died. Oh, she will that be remembered. Well, we were only second level. Ah, uh, okay, I got that's, you. That's one of the cool things about playing a sandboxy game is the monsters are the way they are on the map, and you can go anywhere you want on the map, and sometimes you run into a, a hex on the map where there's a troll or a dragon. Yeah, that's true. That happens to me a lot because I like to explore so, you know, anytime, like, I know when I played Destiny 1 the first time I played it, like, I was like, oh, here's this build 
in the it's in like the beginning you know area so you don't think there's anything like too terrible down there and uh no i just walked down into the dark i didn't even see what like killed me the first time like i just walked down these stairs and then i was dead i was like what the fuck just happened and then um i went back later when i was like level 30 and it was like there were like these hive knights down there that were like super fucking hard I was like, oh, oh, well, that's what happened to me. I never played Destiny. Uh, well, it's a console game, so I wouldn't assume that you would. They have it on PC. Do they? Mm-hmm. Oh, and Destiny know. 2 is actually um, on, on um, Battle.net, on Blizzard's, on Blizzard's game distribution. Oh, well, I enjoy playing Destiny. I play every Tuesday with my friend Nick. I've watched oh, you nice. play it before. It looks like a fun game. You have? Yeah. Oh, when you were out visiting? Yeah. Oh, I was like, when did that happen? <laughs> when did that happen? I don't remember anything anymore. I just yeah, no worries. Erica, what was dirty with you this week? Um, my Dresden. So I ordered all the graphic novels, the Dresden Files graphic novels. Oh wow. Yeah, and they came in. So I've been sick and reading comic books. That's it. There's nothing I'm, exciting. I can't do anything exciting. Speaking of Jim Butcher, I'm so excited. I've been reading um, Furies of um, the Codex Alara, the um, the oh, Roman yeah, series yeah, it's that good. you did. Yep. Oh, you've read it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. With all the Furies? Oh, it's fucking amazing. Well, I finished book four, and I had a conversation with Heather, and Heather was like, these books are ten books each. You need to figure something out. <laughs> because I was finishing them in two days. Um, oh, why would you uh, do that? I have them all on Audible. Well, I went to the library. Oh, okay. And they have them electronically, so I can get them on Kindle for free. And I'm reading book five right now. Oh, good on you. I always forget the library exists. Yeah, it was Heather's idea. I can't take credit for it. She was like, go to the library. And I was like, there's no way they're going to have them. And she was like, yes, they are. And yeah, they had Princeps Fury on there, and uh, yeah, I got my I got my library card, and I can get free books now. And you can you can borrow the electronic books for twenty one days. Oh wow! Yeah, they they have this whole app, and they go straight to Kindle. It I mean, it doesn't even I I mean, I was so resistant to doing it. It doesn't even it's not different. It's like I bought it off of Amazon, but I'm I got it for free. It seems so weird, and I'm still supporting the author. That's awesome, dude. How many books are in the series? Six. The series? Six? Yeah, yeah it's, it's a six-book series. Oh, it's a uh, really oh, good series. Mike, are you thinking about getting a library card? <laughs> well, actually, I need to update my library card because I moved. Mm. Well, that's technically what I did because I did have one back in Hemet. I don't know what the electronic situation is in Riverside County, but I'm sure they have something. I'm sure they're connected to one of the electronic library networks that's one that's one thing i need to look into because i do have my kindle still and you do have a phone that's what i read on this is true um erica um is that it was that your 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 sick so you just had a small thing oh uh, yeah yeah because i'm dying and i can't do anything else okay and dying puts a hamper on you know going out and doing things well it lets you read more comic books which is a plus. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Well, let me know how they are and if they're worth getting. I I, I need to do that, too. 
Um, well, I mean, when I'm done, I'll just mail them to you. Oh, that works. The easier cool. way there to go. do it. Good to go. Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, Heather was doing the budget and she was like, you're going to end up spending a hundred bucks on Kindle books every month. You cannot do that. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's like, I can, but shouldn't. Now, do you know what you need to do? You need to get Kindle Unlimited. That's what you need to do. Oh, yeah. You, so, so Amazon offers two different things. You can do Audible where you get to act, you, you get to keep the books forever. Um, and then you have the audiobooks, and you can do like, I think it's $17 a month and you get two books, any book you want, doesn't matter what the price is and you purchase it and you have the audiobook. or you can do Kindle unlimited, which I think is around $20 a month. And then you get unlimited access to all Kindle versions of the books on Amazon, literally all you want. It's basically like a open library card for everything on Amazon. And, but you don't get to keep them is the difference. So, but you get to read them. Still sounds pretty good to me. That sounds great. Were you guys hearing me cr- crumple up cl- plastic in my fingers? I don't think I was hearing well, you. Well, that's good. I really hope it doesn't show up on the recording. I was doing it absentmindedly. So, guys, listeners, if you heard that, I was a bad, bad host. <laughs> well, I keep pausing. Like, if, I, if it takes me a second to respond to you guys. It's because I keep muting my mic. You can't hear it, but I'm hacking and coughing and dying on this end. So. Well, that's so well done. Good job, Erica. You're welcome. No, you get the fuck off of there. <laughs> Heard that. <laughs> but she's gonna. She's gonna. That one was kind of nice. She just kind of stepped up, but now she's gonna be like. She's gonna start like. I'm just gonna tear across your keyboard. Let's hope not. Mikey, what was nerdy with you this week? What was nerdy with me? Well, they actually have kind of kind of two things that were, like, were really nerdy for me. One, I got into a text conversation with a friend of mine, and we ended up making um, character classes uh, for a bunch of for a bunch of like celebrities and singers. And like we get, made uh, David Bowie. We said he was a uh, what was it? We said he was a Elf, or, uh, elf bard that took uh, several levels in sorcerer, and Prince. Um, I can, and the I whole can, thing started I off. I can being, concur with that. And then uh, it all started when he texted me, and he's like, "Let's just face it, Prince was just a fae lord that went that just got tired of being on Earth." And I was like, "He, I was like, he was a fae lord that decided he wanted to go back to the the fae wild because he was just getting sick of all the crap that was going on." And he's like, "Yeah, I could, I could go, I could deal with that." I was like, "For sure." So, the, but that was the one big thing, and then the other one was uh, last. I want to know who you think Tom Petty was then. Oh, what did we? We actually talked. We actually did say Tom Petty. I don't remember what we said. What we did for him though, he was. Tom he, Petty is a dragon in human form. Oh, I, that's I, I guarantee you that's way better than anything we came up with. <laughs> Tom Petty is a dragon in human form. I'm sure. Explain. Guess, well, only a dragon would write "Last Dance with Mary Jane." Because, you know, because what secretly the song is about is kidnapping a virgin maiden. Oh, that's funny. And singing about it after you ate the virgin maiden because you can't experience it again. Oh. <laughs> yes, he's a dragon who took, <laughs> who took at least three levels in Bard. Oh, my no, God. That is the nerdiest thing I have said this week. Ten levels in Bard? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I oh, mean, he's yeah. one of the greatest voices. I mean, yeah. fucking Ten levels a. in Bard, for sure. Now, with how mellow he is, what color dragon would he be? What chromatic? Would he be a chromatic or would he be a metallic? 
um, Tom Petty would be a chromatic, a metallic dragon. He wouldn't be chromatic. He's yeah. not insidious enough. He would be um, probably a bronze dragon. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah probably a bronze I can dragon. Agree with that. Completely. Oh, I love that. That was that. That's nice. I muted my mic real quick, so you didn't hear me cry out when the cat jumped on my lap and bit me on the wrist really hard. <laughs> oh no. She came after I threw her off the couch. She came up and she was like, she jumped on my lap and went like, I'm sorry. I love you. And then when I let my guard down, <laughs> gotcha, motherfucker. <laughs> okay. So th- this is, this is my, uh, my, my note here, Brian, if you're going to let the cat walk all over you, don't have kids because the kids are going to destroy you. <laughs> it's going to be worse. Oh, Heather's going to love hearing that when she listens to the episode. Well, get your cat under control and then have kids. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Love it. Um, so, okay, so voting. We haven't done oh, this in a long time. There was one other, oh, there was one other thing. Sorry. We, oh, got okay. talking about, we got talking about Tom Petty being a dragon, which is beautiful. Um, last week, I noticed uh, one of the I follow all the guys from Kind of Funny. Uh, the online the online company that you know had, does the podcast game over Greggy. Well, I noticed that one of them was I follow them all on Instagram. And uh, the guy Kevin Coelho, uh, or kind of or kind of funny Kevin, he posted that he was at Disneyland and that he got a um, now he was and he was posting several things and he was like one that he got this really interesting drink and then he was talking about Guardians of the Galaxy. Well, I messaged I just replied to his story and was like you should write it after 5 p.m. They do a special thing for Halloween. And he was like, oh, man, it's amazing. And I actually had a small conversation with him. And, it, and I like, kind of had a, a like a, a nerd panic attack. Because I was like, he's talking to me. Why is he talking to me? He wasn't supposed to write message back. So I, I had a, I had a minor celebrity encounter. Cool. Yeah. That's kind that of was- how I felt when David Spade responded to me on Twitter. I was like, what? Yeah, because like, I we, have like, to hear a little bit about that now, Erica. Yeah. Oh, it wasn't it wasn't that big of a deal. I just tweeted at him that uh, the Emperor's New Groove was the best movie he ever made, and he agreed with me. It wasn't that big of a deal. Oh, okay. But at the moment, I was very surprised that he agreed with me and responded to me. So. Yeah, I, I felt about that way when Felicia Day responds to my tweets. Nice. I'm like, I'm like, I'm special! Yay! Of course you are. Even though at you this point, I'm sure it's guy. probably some, some intern working for her. <laughs> yeah, she probably. responds to a no, lot of I, I, I don't feel special because a celebrity responded to me. I was just surprised because I'm sure lots of people tweet at them all the time. I'm definitely not special. That's not a thing. Well, then again, you'd be surprised how many uh, celebrities actually maintain their own Twitters and do reply to, to fans. I was because I, I was... I was uh, looking into that because a lot of them and a lot of them don't let their their companies and stuff touch their twitters they they handle it because they find it to be like their last real connection i could see that being a thing that makes sense to me i mean if if all of your life is you know having to be navigated by pr people then you want some like connection to the real world since you can't have it like in person so yeah i get that mikey are you not watching the chat Sorry Hello? about that. I had it muted. I had it muted. I thought I. Oh, <laughs> sorry. I had that muted. Oh, <laughs> I I thought I unclicked mute and I didn't. I was sit, I literally sat here and was like, so voting, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes, voting. So, Brian, 
who do you vote for and how you get four widgets four widgets i am going to um i'm going to give erica one because actually i'm going to give her two because it amplifies her nerdy thing because i know how sick she is and mikey i'm going to give my other two because um you know regardless of what erica and i did you're nerdier than both of us <laughs> that just having that kind of conversation, like the kind of stuff we have on the podcast that we like plan out and do in real life. That's a two voter. And I think we should actually have that conversation. Do as you're a not ha- you don't have those conversations. I do have those conversations, but I've been doing the podcast so long that I tend to not have them unless I'm on the air. <laughs> oh, I have that, conversations yeah, that, that, like that, that was... all the time. Well, oh, yeah, that start was a very writing them down when you have them so we can we can turn them into podcast topics, because I think what pop culture personalities would be like in a fantasy world is a great topic for an episode. I think we're talking about that next week. Which one? OK. Pop culture personalities, what they would be like in fantasy worlds or in, or in D&D. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's totally got to be our next episode, because this was this conversation I had with my with my buddy Craig was amazing. So, and I totally would love to make this into uh, a topic or at least a half topic. So we are at the 32 minute mark. Michael, what are we here to actually talk about this morning? What is we're our topic? We're not done voting, are we? Oh, we're what not done voting. Brian? God damn it. What the fuck? Oh, I'm so focused on getting this going. <laughs> okay. Well, all my, all my widgets go to Michael. There. Moving on. Yay. <laughs> and Mikey. You both get two. And Mikey wins. Yay, Moore. Mikey wins with all the widgets. All right, moving on. Hey, I'll, <laughs> me, do I get on the table now? What? <laughs> Don't worry. What? <laughs> no, I'm letting that fester. Today we're talking about how the X-Men fit into the MCU. And this is actually a topic that I, th- that I think uh, well, a long time ago we talked about. You know, like we, we had a conversation about how they would fit in. Now we've just go, gone ahead and made it into a full topic. We never really did this before. No, we've talked about it, though. Like, uh, I don't on think the show. Done, no, no. I'm saying oh. that's what, that's what I'm trying to say is I don't think we've ever did it on the show. I think we've like the like one of the last times we hung out before your party. I think we talked about how they would do it. Yeah, this is this is definitely a topic that we've been needing to talk about on the show, especially now that the the um the deal with Fox is probably going to be finished soon and they can actually start introducing characters into the MCU. Yeah, I agree. So um, I I well, God, I set the order. I'm I'm first. This is weird. <laughs> we got this. Um. So. All right. My thoughts on this are. I am really worried that they're going to they're going to just dump the X-Men universe into the MCU. And I don't think they will. I think that Marvel's handled this really well. I think we'll get a combination. I think we'll get a combination of characters we already know played by actors we already know and characters that are new I don't think they're going to be doing a big reality shift. I've been reading a lot about this online. And a lot of the theories are with Infinity War, they're going to do a reality shift and they're going to set up something to let the X-Men enter like from another universe. But that gives us two Quicksilvers. And that's weird. Well, that doesn't really fit into the MCU we've been looking at this whole time. Well, that would be a very clunky I don't see how it doesn't. I feel like that makes perfect fucking sense. Look what they did with Star Trek. I mean, it makes perfect fucking sense. It's the easiest way to do it. 
But that's a divisive thing. That's a very divisive thing. That's something that half the fans hate and half the fans love. There is nothing that they are going to do that is not going to make this divisive. There's no way to get around making it divisive. But Uh you know what's going to make it successful? The younger generation that doesn't actually give two fucks about the the past or how everything was written out before. I don't know. I mean, look at the MCU so far. I mean, what's been divisive? I mean, really, the only things that have been divisive have been like Iron Man 3. You know, some most like half the fans love that movie. Half the fans hate that movie. But you go through the MCU movies and they're pretty much all winners. No, there's no fan split on them. Um, no, I what I'm saying, what I'm saying is going to be divisive is that there's no way for them to be able to bring the X-Men into the Marvel Universe without something being div- divisive about it. Like, there's just, yeah. there's no way that that's going to be a thing that they can do. Well, yeah, like if they if they bring in the entire universe as is, half the fans are going to hate it. If they bring in rebooted new characters, half the fans are going to hate it. The, well, the, the biggest problem with bringing in the X-Men universe as it is, is because the tone of those movies is so different than the tone of the MCU movies. Well, this is true, but there's two, there are two ways they could, they could have, they could do a universe shift. One is the universes are basically collided together and, and, you know, stitching them together is the only way to get back our lost heroes and to have their reality stay stable and to have their reality stay stable. So yeah, then you would have the whole two Quicksilvers issue. Which, well, technically, but even though one of them's dead, you know, the one in in the Avengers universe is dead, and it would cause that would that would cause issue. The other one is to fold them together and to have it to where the universe is molded together, and there's no knowledge of it, to where it just becomes that the X Men were were everyday life as far as anybody's concerned, and the two characters basically mold to one. So like anything that we would that's have doubled where you're going to have an issue. I think you're I looking I think you're looking at a whole nother you, you're missing a whole nother possibility. And what is that? Okay, so what if uh the fabric in time is folded into a universe in which it lines up equally. So think about Rick and Morty, right? Rick said that they had to find a reality in which they had just died for him and Morty to take over that position, right? And yeah. they bury him in the backyard. So I think you're missing that point. There may be in the multiple of universes, another universe in which the characters that have already died can come back. And and we get all these additional characters that just happen to also exist in that universe. When you're talking about a multiverse, you have to think outside the realm of, you know, yeah. Are there two Quicksilvers? One's dead and this one's not. Super. Oh, there's two Scarlet Witches. Well, what if there's really not two Scarlet Witches in this universe? There's so there's a plethora of different things that can change how another multiverse would would be created that. I mean, there is a way to fold it in that way without it becoming such a huge thing. Well, you have two things that are coming up that can change it. I mean, we're looking at the MCU. We're saying like Infinity War could do some reality war. We already know there's going to be some time travel in Infinity in Avengers 4. Um, So there's probably going to be some reality warping. There's probably going to be something to do with Doctor Strange. But we are also letting out the fact that X-Men Dark Phoenix, Phoenix is coming out. And that could definitely bring the two universes together. I mean, we, oh, we you have... Oh, you mean an ultimate cosmic power? Oh, yeah. maybe. Just maybe. <laughs> oh, wow. We're, we're nine minutes into this conversation. This is already my favorite conversation we've ever had on the podcast. This is better than nerd debates. 
Um, okay. So, um, I think we've all weighed in on how we feel about this. Like we want to see it happen. I just want to take this second for you to, to, to say, I don't think I ever realized how much of a nerd I was until you insisted that I join the podcast and like, and start (laughs) talking about these things. Like it just didn't occur to me that I actually, you know, felt any exact way about anything when it comes to all this stuff until like I start thinking about it. I was like, no, no, I totally do have feelings about this. So, <laughs> you know, that's awesome. Uh, nerd podcast radio, bringing nerds together. Uh, um, well, okay. So we've all weighed in on how we feel. Now let's talk about some theories. I have one that this is more of a wish list than a theory, but this is how I would like to see it happen. I would like to see the merge of the MCU and the X-Men happen in a Deadpool movie. Oh, I want to be totally fourth wall breaking. I want him to just stand up and just start talking about the two universes and talking about what's going on. It's the ultimate way to give us exposition about how it's working together, making fun of what's bad and what's good. And it's a way to make people feel better about the two universes merging together. And like the inconsistencies and stuff. Because we could just have Deadpool straight up talking about him in a movie. Yeah, and I think it's the only way. Like, Deadpool, I think, is the universal, like, character that everybody loves. Everybody fucking loves Deadpool. There's nothing to not love about Deadpool. So if you take the character that speaks to the fans across the, you know, across the spectrum. Yeah, that's, that's probably an excellent way to do it. Oh my god. And he's standing the, there, then you just see like Captain America like run by and he goes, Oh yeah, same universe. And then like before he's like, I could explain everything, but we're just gonna go with always been like that and just piss people off because he's Deadpool. Well, I think the best way to do it would be to have to start off the movie with Spider Man um coming onto scene and making it look like it's all Spider Man and um he's like standing on a building looking over the city and then it it go and then he looks at the camera and takes off his mask and it's Ryan Reynolds <laughs> in the Deadpool makeup in the Deadpool makeup and he's <laughs> like, "Yep, this is happening." <laughs> and then he jumps off the building. Still, <laughs> yeah, jumps off the building, goes to flick a web, nothing happens, and he just crashes into the ground. Like, but he makes sure he puts the mask on. He's like, he just like like he does it a couple times, and he just looks at the wrist and he goes. Oh, this is it says something. I don't even know what he would say. And then he just pulls the mask back down and hits a car. Well, he says, go web, go. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's looking <laughs> at, go web, go. Web shooters well, away. You have the ability to talk about the other, you know, like the um, the, the Sony film. Spider-Man thing. You can talk about the, the X-Men. You could talk about the the um, the MCU. It's just they could use Deadpool to do it. It would be great. I, I love that. Erica, do you have any theories or wish lists? Erica's hacking. Um, No, I mean, maybe I'm just not that creative. I think I'm just more like critically thinking about what the what the most seamless way to do it is. Because, I mean, they've already talked. I mean, like you're saying, like time travel. First off, is it really time travel? Or is it like multi-universe travel? The fact that we've never heard of Captain Marvel up until this point. So if Nick Fury is going to beep her back to in the 90s, like it, it really seems like she would have to come from another multiverse because 
Nobody has heard of her before. And I can guarantee you, however, this Captain Marvel movie ends up, it's going to be something that would hit the news in whatever universe that she's in. So, I mean... I think what's going to happen is she's going to leave the planet at the end of the movie. Yeah, And that beeper is interplanetary. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. That the beeper's interplanetary and that she... No, 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 no. I've thought about that already. I thought about that already. I'm talking about multiverse. Because anything that she would do that would, like... Or, like show the her powers or anything like that just like in avengers and thor there's never been one movie where something crazy didn't happen that you don't see it on the news in the background or that the public isn't aware of it all the way back to the very beginning mean, iron man one it was all over the fucking news so we can't we cannot suggest that something that that w- something would happen in the marvel the marvel captain marvel movie would not be newsworthy but there's so, also a I mean, couple factors. For nobody to factors. have known that she existed and then she just went off the planet seems it seems like the least plausible explanation to me. I I don't know, but you got to think in taking the factor too that this movie's supposed to be taking place in the 90s, so there wouldn't be as much coverage on it as there is now. Because if you look at it, the reason why so much of the, the Iron Man stuff made it onto the news was it was in a time where people had cell phone cameras. And they were sending it into him. And the internet. It in. And the internet. In the 90s, the internet was very scary. The internet nobody, existed in the 90s. It did. It did. But it was still very, very scarce. It, we didn't have that prolific amount of, of no. knowledge. I mean, yeah, it, was, it wasn't It was crazy. I mean, there wasn't Twitter yet. There wasn't. It, so you the both news are didn't telling travel me, that quick. You're both telling me that we have people that have been crazy about uh, aliens since roswell in the real world right here and that has always made it to the news somehow some way and has been a part of our culture but you're saying in this made-up universe somehow somebody with special powers can somehow skate under the radar well yeah i mean marvel has made it marvel has made it clear that there were superheroes in the 80s too there was an 80s universe and a 90s universe because the 80s you had ant-man and whatever else and there was out wife. there, there's, yeah, there, and there was probably more than that because Nick Fury alluded to that in Iron Man One. Um, the, um, the '90s universe, yes, there was some internet, yes, there were cell phones, and news could have traveled, but I think it would have been easier for Shield to cover it up. Yeah, that's what that's my that's my saying is that it was easier for them to make to make it quiet to keep it uh, from me from getting out too much and there's i guarantee there probably what, there probably is point. several conspiracy there's probably are several people out there that were turned into conspiracy theorists or ufo hunters and made them seem that way so it was never really a super mainstream back then but now with all the stuff that happened with iron man it's basically all out there and they can't hide it anymore it also depends on when it happened in the 90s because like if it's the movie's true. based in the early 90s then i can totally imagine it not you know, being covered up easy. I mean, the scrolls yeah. is a secret invasion. That's easy to cover up. And the uh, and Shield was pretty active right then with higher technology. And according that, to the trailer, she could just look like a crazy chick that punched an old woman. Yeah. Okay. According to the trailers. Um, <laughs> I don't buy it. I don't buy it. I think there would have been some breath of it before. But okay. I hope this is the movie where Nick Fury loses his eye. I, I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. Because in, in the trailers he did he did have it. And boy, he looked like Pulp Fiction Samuel L. Jackson. 
Oh my god. They did such a good job of making oh. him look like Pulp Fiction Samuel Jackson. Oh my god. That that's what he did when he when he stopped working for Marcellus Wallace. <laughs> The movie takes place like maybe a year after he, he stopped working for Marcellus. Now the suit he was wearing looked similar to the to the suit he wore in Pulp Fiction too, didn't it? Somewhat, somewhat. Oh man, it'd be so good. <laughs> he pulls out the bad motherfucker wallet in the movie. Oh, Mikey, do you have any theories of how the two worlds can merge? Well, my thought is, you know, the one the the molding of the universes and they just make it to where that was part of that, or the they adjust the X-Men history a little bit in their universe. And it's that the mutant issue has always, we're not the issue, but the mutant society has always been there, but it's been very underground, almost like the uh, Morlocks. They've been very, they've been able to keep it hush uh, with through Xavier and uh, Xavier and uh, Magneto. They're able to, to keep them in uh, out of being exposed. But with the events of in, uh, Infinity War, they had to come out of hiding, and now people know about mutants. It would be very hard to do. So, yeah, that one would be pretty. So, it, it would be a tough. It would be their toughest one to do because, like Erica said, you know, at this time of information, these people have, and everything, these people with powers and stuff, how would they have kept kept quiet? Yeah, it'd it'd be. You know, you could easily say that um, Xavier just wiped the knowledge from the human race. Exactly. Yeah, because he could do that in the comics. Yeah, he was he's he had done it before, if I remember right. You just you know, yeah, yeah, I could see that. And I mean, you you already do have a lot of um, retconning happening with um, Wolverine going back in time. This is true. They do universe. They already modified their universe when they did uh, Days of Futures Past. Yep. So it, it happens. <laughs> the uh, but that that's one big one that. I I think would be like the, I think it would be their they would be have a hard to know but it'd be their most plausible way of doing it is to be like no they were here just under the rug but uh, you know with all these yeah but then that from, makes them assholes if they could have helped stop all the nonsense that was going on before that would just make them assholes yeah but they were assholes in the comics there were a say, lot I was of say, they've always Xavier, been assholes yeah there were a lot of things that Xavier was like this is something we need to not do because why because for whatever reason or we're involved with our own stuff like i'm we're fighting the shadow king it's too important to involve ourselves in this thanos nonsense thanos but well, we got the shadow king over here yeah there won't be anybody to erase if their souls are gone huh. professor that doesn't make any sense do i have to put you back in the box gene <laughs> Do I have to wipe your memory again, Logan? <laughs> Son of a bitch. Just do what I want for once. <laughs> well, that was a Professor, pretty good are you Xavier standing? impression. That was a pretty good Xavier impression, Michael. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Professor, are you standing? Mind wipe. Oh, man. I, I loved it in the in Deadpool 2 when he's just like knocking around the mansion in Xavier's chair. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's one of the best things. So, but the, you know, but like we were saying earlier, you know, the, with with molding in this unit, the the X Men into the MCU, there is a plethora of characters. Uh, I'm sorry, but a lot, too many for us to just list off right here. But you know, because this will also technically include the Fantastic Four. Uh, I got to ask, Bren. You know, like I'm gonna, I want to ask you uh, first. You know, who are you excited to see in the MCU, or who would I, you expect? I want to see a standalone movie with Gambit. Aren't but I want to see it as an MCU movie. Ah, okay. And I want Channing Tatum to play him, goddammit. <laughs> You're not letting go of that horse, are you? No. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, well, you and everybody else has wanted a standalone Gambit movie that was worth anything, so. But I want it to be, oh, excuse me for a second. Muffled gunshot cat meow. I had to um, clear my throat real quick. Um, I want to see it in the MCU. I want to see um, Gambit show up in with his main supporting character being someone like Doctor Strange. Holy shit. Yeah, because you know how they, they did, like, Spider-Man with, like, Iron Man was, like, his mentor? Yeah. I would like to see Gambit going up against Mr. Sinister and Doctor Strange getting involved. Oh, man, I love it. I want to see that happen. Let's make this movie. How much does it cost to cast Channing Tatum? I Kickstarter. There we go. Kickstarter. Bring Channing Tatum to the MCU. <laughs> one of the greatest, One of the greatest Indiegogos ever. Yeah, you know, and and he can strip in the movie too. Why not? <laughs> we'll change we'll change Gambit's backstory. He he was a, he was a male stripper before he was a superhero. Yeah, well, you know, forget about that whole new New Orleans, Louisiana thing. We'll make him from Texas, and we'll change his name from Lemmy to Mike. That that is very very sexist of you both. Oh well. <laughs> what did I do? What did I do, Erica? He is a person, not a piece of meat. How oh, dare you? Okay. <laughs> Erica, who, who, what, what character would you like to see them bring into the MCU from this Fox universe? I mean, my favorite Marvel characters have always been, um, oh, God, so many. So the Empress. I've always loved the Empress. Um, all, obviously, Nightcrawler. And who is Dark the Phoenix. Empress? The Empress is. Wait, Google it. It's way back when. I, it's comics I read out of my dad's stash. She, like, wears all green. She's very cool. <laughs> She's um, very cool. Well, yeah. Oh, is no, it, no, no, no. it Lalandra? Yeah. Oh, Shi'ar. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I would love to see the Shi'ar Empire. They could do that in a Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Oh, they could. They could. And that's um, a great way to bring the X-Men in, too. Have them. They've been in space for a while. Oh, yeah, that's true. Get one of their cosmic runs uh, turned into a movie. Yeah, that's why they've been out of the picture. You know, like they had to do a whole Shi'ar thing. So Xavier did what he what I said he did. He like wiped their existence away from Earth and they they went into space. Oh, it's beautiful. Oh, I love it. That's a great. That is that is actually a really good tie. I like that. Yeah, I mean, she she's always one of my favorite characters. So I, I mean, I read all of those comics that my dad had from way back when. So, um, and I love Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler has always been one of my favorites. So I, I would love to see how Lalandra would look in her armor in live action. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, that would be really fucking. That'd be fun. I wonder how they could do it and not make her look like Colossus. Carefully. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's sort of way. like. Yeah, like like Strife. Like I think of Strife that same way. It's like how can they do that chrome armor without making them look like Colossus? Just end up looking like Colossus, but the the muscle strand Colossus, not the standard one. Because in X Men uh, two, because in X Men three, they didn't make it the slat plates like they were supposed to. They made him look like he was muscle strands. And mm-hmm. paid close attention to the arms, which bugged the hell out of me. I was like, sweet, we got Colossus, but what the hell is up with his metal body? But also the Dark Phoenix. So I'm actually excited about the new Dark Phoenix movie because that, when, the first, when the first Phoenix movie came out, like, I was just so disappointed. 
Like, I mean, as a That's hardcore a- fan, I was like, so the first X-Men movie came out and I was just excited that it existed. And then like the second X-Men movie came out and I was like, okay, all right, all right. And then like, they're like, at the end of the second one, they're like, like alluding to the Phoenix. And I was like, oh, right, this is going to be so cool. And then it came out and I was like, that's not what the Phoenix does. That's not a power. That's not a thing. Oh, my God. Why are you belittling her? Like, I was I was just so fucking pissed off about it. Yeah, no, that, that pissed me off. They do now. Uh, let's hope it's good. I I um I liked Apocalypse, but I started to think that these new X-Men movies are starting to go a little off the rails with Apocalypse. I hope they bring it back with um Dark Phoenix. Uh, sure days of, and Days of Future Past was untouchable. It was a masterpiece. I loved Days of Future Past. Oh, da- Days of Future Past was so far my Days favorite the that they've Past. done in the new reboot. Is absolutely my favorite. I, I thought it was very well done. I will say in Apocalypse, I loved it when they actually showed Logan at Alkali Lake with the head with the the full like uh, brainwash headgear and stuff on him, and they they like trued up his origin story with that. And to me, that was just beautiful. Um, I have another thing for my wish list for things for Deadpool to do. Do it. I want him to call Gladiator Kal-El. Yo, my God, I would love that. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? That would be one of the greatest moments in, of all time. At licensing wise, I don't think they can do that. No. I, I, I don't know, maybe. I mean... Like the best they could get. I think is it might like, be fair. You use. remind me of something. L L L. Don't know. Not coming to me. It's a bird. Like, it's a plane. <laughs> yeah, you know, like that's as close I think they could get licensing wise to make that kind of joke. Oh, no, he says that. He goes, "Gladiator's a long it. name. Can I call you Cal? Cal's okay, I, right? I know a way he could say it. He could say, um, "How did Marlon Brando treat you when you were a kid?" <laughs> oh it's perfect i love it uh gladiator's a long name can i call you cal (laughs) that or you're gonna need a secret identity clark's a good name (laughs) lose the mohawk get some glasses (laughs) (laughs) how do you feel about giant asses i i always loved gladiator because he really was a superman ripoff i mean everybody knew that right away there's so much of that in the Marvel comics. I mean, how great character though. Deadpool's a ripoff. Yeah, but that's what they do. Like that's what both Marvel and DC do. They do it to each other. Well, what is the what did they do um, with the Avengers? They introduced the um, Hyperion and Nighthawk, and um, they're, they're basically the Justice League, but they're but they're the but they're enemies of the Avengers. Mm-hmm. And Hyperion has a backstory that's basically Superman's backstory, except he went bad. Well, that'd be fun, actually. Next, and then the next, the next time we talk, we're going to talk about how they could do the Amalgam universe in the MCU. <laughs> oh God, no! Did you read the Amalgam comics when you were a kid? No, but I watched. I did the. Um, I forget the name of the the website, but they did basically like they gave the gist of it. Comics explained. Yeah. So, uh, Eric, are you familiar with that. Amalgam? Uh, not off the top of my head, so, but it sounds really familiar. In the Give 90s, me some context. Did, in the 90s, they did a series of comics called Marvel vs. DC. Then they yes. followed that up with Amalgam, and they combined a bunch of characters. Like, they combined Wolverine with Batman. Oh, 
Oh, yes, yes, yes. I am familiar with that, yes. And they combined it, um, Spider-Man with Superboy. That's dangerous. Yeah, it was it was great. It was it was so popular. It was a really good series. It was it was such an unheard of mix. And I don't know. I think we might actually see that as a movie series one day because weirder stuff has happened. I, I, I think there were parts of my life where I thought we would never see an Avengers movie. And when I saw the Avengers, I was like, holy shit, they actually did this and they pulled it off. Yeah, but that's okay. Okay, we've got to acknowledge that the reason this like big blockbuster movies like this, I mean, other than Batman, never really existed in like the 90s and stuff like that for the most part is because there was no, there was really no market for it. It's as we became adults and we had money that there became a market for it. So now that there's a market, a legit market, they've got to do it and they've got to do it right. Otherwise they're not going to get people's money. And that's really what it comes down to. Oh, does that mean that the movies of the future, since it's going to be going for the market of the youth of today, the movies of the future are just going to be remakes of YouTube channels. I mean, probably. (laughs) It's it's going to be remakes of what the kids now enjoy. This Pokemon thing isn't going to go away. That's for sure. Like it's going to, it's going to be, but what was that you said, Mikey? Can't wait for the biography movie on the guys from Smosh. Ah, yes. (laughs) Who's going to play Odin? (laughs) (laughs) He's going to have a part. Oh my God. (laughs) Oh, it'll be beautiful. And then, Oh, Oh, that's great. We have to mention that to him the next time he's on. Oh, yeah, we have to remember to mention that. We definitely do. Oh, All man. right. So um, one of the big. Oh, excuse me. I got a cough again. One of the big things um, changes on the podcast is we've been skipping movie described badly most of the time because I don't know about you guys, but I'm starting to run out of them. Me too. What? Do you have any, Erica? I mean, I can come up with some easy. There are so many movies out there. How come you, why do you think movie described badly is like, like it can't be done anymore? That's, that's just not true. I'm not saying it can't be done. I'm just saying I'm having a hard time coming up with them now. Yeah, I've been having a hard time coming up with them, but you know, I For been, the love of God, all of human knowledge is at our fingertips. <laughs> but I've been coming up with them on the spot and I haven't been prepping. So maybe it's gotten to the point where I need to prep, but you know, I'm yeah, same here. Same. Completely I already agreed. do a lot of work on the podcast. I don't know about adding that to my schedule, prepping movie described badly. Erica, hit us. What do you got? Um. Okay. Off the top of my head, cuff, off the cuff, if you will. Um, a rich man is murdered by a rosebud. A rich man is murdered by a rosebud? Mm-hmm. Well, that's not Citizen Kane. You're, 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 it's not Citizen Kane, right? It is Citizen King. Oh, it is Why Citizen King. That's what I was thinking. See? Like, you can come up with stuff. That's that's not a thing. Okay, another one. Um, princess runs away, almost has her hand bitten off, and ends up falling in love with an asshole. Tangled? No. Nope. I was going to say Tangled, too. Mm-mm. Roman Holiday. I haven't seen that. Oh, my God. Really? How did I not get that one? Seriously, guys. You just, you just gotta like. I'm actually a prince. We've I'm always seen, we've all you seen prince. enough movies. You just gotta think about it. <laughs> you and that's just stuff I came up off right now. <laughs> Show off. 
Well, when your mental faculties get as sharp as mine, let us know and it'll work out better. Man, man goes on a woodland trip and murders his fiance viciously and then mourns her loss. Evil dead. Evil dead. <laughs> <laughs> you are a heartbeat faster than me, Mikey. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, he did feel pretty bad about murdering her. <laughs> and then he cut her up. All right, Mikey, your turn. Oh, let's see here. <laughs> One of the world's greatest ra- uh, racers finds himself having an ex- uh, a crisis on who he is and his values. Ricky Bobby. Close. Oh. I was going to say speed racer. Cars. Oh my ah, god! That's great. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the game is back. <laughs> we convinced Brian. Um. All right. So, um, we just needed Erica to push us. That that yeah, was the bit. reason why the game died because Erica wasn't here. Well, uh, the only reason why that's I came up with right. cars is because I'm in the in what will be a, a boys in what we call the boys room because my wife's cousin's visiting, so I can't record in my regular room. Because he sleeps in there, so I'm in the what would be the boys' room, and it's cars decorated. But Ricky Bobby so, was a very good guess. Um, so things that are going on with us right now, um, I got um, two big ones. Um, one, oh, three actually. One, I just saw a really cool movie on Hulu that I have to tell everybody to watch. It's called The Body. Okay. And it's a horror movie. It's very, um, it's very slashery. But it's not what you expect. It's really freaking great. I really enjoyed it. Um, it's part of a, a horror series anthology they're starting. And it's the first one. And it, it's a movie length. It's an hour and 20 minutes. Ooh, I like it. This sounds up my alley. You said horror anthology. I'm in. Sounds Num- good. Number two is probably a preview of my nerdy thing next Saturday. Um, I am going to a concert with Heather tonight. I'm going to my first concert for a band. I discovered on YouTube. Um, the band is called Too Many Zoos, and I can't wait. That's a really long name. Too Many Zoos, and I can't wait. Yeah, ah, ha, 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 <laughs> They're Too Many Zoos. Um, they're a three-piece band. Um, their genre is called House um, Brass House. Um, it's a Barry Sachs, a trumpet, and a drummer. And it's really freaking good. Um, look it up on YouTube. It's They're, they're great. They're, they're really, really fun. Um, but I think they, they started out as a street performers in a street performing group in, um, New York. And now they're like touring internationally. They're just getting fame from YouTube videos. That's awesome. Yeah. So, um, and then number three, still planning for the con for NanoCon in March, um, where I'm going to record an episode with Odin. I'm, oh, speaking of Odin, I'm, I missed him at Disneyland by two days. Oh, uh, we went on the fourth. He's going to be there tomorrow. He's going to be there today and tomorrow. The the amount you go to Disneyland, I'm surprised you haven't seen Eddie Murphy. He's supposed to go there a lot. That's what I heard. Oh, Johnny Depp did his thing at the Pirates of the Caribbean again, and we had went the day before. Oh, yeah. You've you've missed it by a couple days every time. Yes, yeah, so man. I I, I walk down the street in Yellow Springs and I see Dave Chappelle all the time. Is he really buff? Yeah. Dude's pretty like, buff. Yeah, because he got like, because I watched his last special and I was like, damn, he got thicker. Yeah, dude's pretty buff, but he's really cool. He does not like 
people fanboying though, but he's lived in Yellow Springs long enough that most people know that and it's not a thing. You're just like, hey. But he's okay, he's okay if you walk up and be like, hey, what's up? And that's it. Like, not like, oh my God, oh, you yeah. gave Chappelle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd just be like, hey, how's your day? You know, he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. He's a nice guy. He's a, I mean, he's in Yellow Springs all the time. So. Yeah, I heard he was a really chill dude. He is. That's he cool. Is. I didn't know that. That's yeah, I didn't cool. know that's where you never mentioned that before. Well, I've been uh, Yellow Springs with it's Erica just twice. so normal now. here. Yeah. It's just like the thing, like, everybody knows Dave Chappelle lives in Yellow Springs, and if you see him, it's just like, whatever. Oh my god, is that Dave Chappelle? Yeah, yeah, he lives here, he's cool. <laughs> yeah, just like that, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, fucking Dave Chappelle, yeah. He's alright. <laughs> um, Erica, what do you got going on, other than being sick? Um, well, I'm actually uh, going to play the Pathfinder for Pathfinder 2.0 test run, the second one I'll be playing that tomorrow. So. Oh, I'm I'm playing that tomorrow too. No, oh, hey, we can compare notes. Yeah, yay! So yeah, um, I think it's a I have to make a level four character. So, or That's I'll just fun. take the character I have and level her up to four. Is probably what I'm gonna do. Are the one we're doing is level seven. Yeah, we're doing level four. We'll do level seven after this, so. Yeah, there's vampires in the one we're doing. It's it's pretty wicked. Ooh, I can't even remember the character. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember the character made. I made a paladin who never pays attention to anything because God, because God will point the way. Oh, wow. <laughs> we're, um, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, so th- that's, that's really how, cool. So that's how that's how people get away with, like, doing evil things around my character is they'll just be like, Oh, look over there. And I'll be like, Oh, Oh, isn't that so nice? And like not pay attention to anything because God will point the way. Turn back. Who murdered this guy? (laughs) I know you've been wanting to play a paladin for a very long time. So that's fantastic. Well, yeah, because it's a a paladin. Like anybody that's ever played with me knows a paladin is completely against the grain for how I play. Like completely against the grain. Like my, my theory when I play RPGs is, you know, it's not, it's only evil if you're wrong. Yeah. So like, is if your, I, sus- so if I your... suspect you're evil and I kill you and it turns out you weren't, well, my bad. But if you my were, then, then I'm like complete, like I'm completely justified in anything I did. <laughs> you're super vindicated. Like, yeah. Like we just played a Ravenloft game and uh, my friend Brent, who's been on the podcast with us. Um, he he ran this game for three different groups, and we were the only group that chose to be evil. So we chose to side with Strahd, and <laughs> so we we sided with Strahd, and he had to rewrite how the game was done so that we could do all the quests that you're supposed to do. So we did all the quests we were supposed to do and subjugated the town and ended up owning like the bar and a mansion and had a bunch of money and all this sort of stuff. And then at the end, we, we killed Strahd because, well, we shouldn't be anybody's puppets. Like that's how I play. Like if I can get around it, like the actual, like hard parts of stuff, that's what I do. So playing a paladin who has to do everything the right way. Yeah. That's, and doesn't pay attention because I always have characters that with like high intelligence that are always paying attention to what's happening. And so now I'm pay, play, 
playing a character where people have to tell me what's happening because I'm not paying attention. It's it's completely different, and it is a lot of fun. I was playing a a D and D game years ago with a group that were playing, and we were playing a lawful evil campaign, and none of them really had any concept of what it was like to play an evil character. And I joined in the game, and they were basically just playing regular D&D, doing whatever the hell they wanted, thinking that playing evil meant you could do whatever the hell you want. And my character came in, and I instantly started a protection racket in the town. (laughs) Yes, because that's exactly (laughs) what you should do. Exactly, Brian, you get it. That's how a lawful evil character plays. Like, Like, all my characters that I have ever created could be defined as lawful evil if or lawful neutral like it's just it's however it was you know gonna be so yeah i mean michael's seen me play lawful evil before in in um the firefly universe yep <laughs> fun. oh man that one was fun we played uh one of my favorites that i've ever played is uh uh brian ran it where i played a character that was lawful evil and there was a chaotic good character in the group who was pretty sure i was evil but couldn't prove it and like m- most of the game was him trying to trip me up. Like it, it was a lot of fun. Uh, Michael, what do you got going on right now? For me, really, the only thing I got going on, huh? Uh, no, actually, we're, I'm going to try and go see this next week. I'm going to me and Jeremy might go see uh, Venom if we have a chance. Uh, tell me if it's even worth a bother. See, I, the thing is, you know, I, I saw the the rating and it's down, but a few of my friends have seen it. And they said it's actually pretty good. They, no, no, no. Marcus is the biggest Spider-Man Venom fan that there ever has been. And Marcus saw it and he said it was good. He asked me why I haven't asked him for tickets yet. Oh, so oh if that's, Marcus that, that says a, it's good. OK, so like, that's a good that, that's a big shot in the arm for me, too, because I've had a few friends say it was pretty good. So I was a little yeah, yeah. Now, to give you yeah. to give you a little bit of a, a, a heads up on Marcus's nerd cred. Marcus got the um, the Deadpool crayon drawing as a tattoo before the movie came out. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Nice. I love it. Yeah, I wish yeah. he could be on the podcast with us sometime because he his his nerd cred. It, especially when it comes to like comic books and stuff, far outweighs probably mine and Brian's combined. Yeah, easily. yeah, I would agree. Yeah, Damn. I mean, Marcus is the OG of comic book nerdum. So. Isn't he too cool for our podcast, though? Uh, no, I don't think he'd be too cool for the podcast. I think he just works a lot because he works like eighty hours a week. Yeah, so. but right. he works in a movie theater. And he's the manager, so he gets to watch all the movies before they come out. So, I mean, it's kind of his thing. Well, damn. I mean, is it really working if you're doing something you love? So. Well, I, you know, the old adage is if you do something you love, you don't, you'll never work again. Now, I don't find that to be true. It's more like you do something you love and you won't work as much. I agree. I agree. So, there's that. But I think we, we did a pretty good job talking about X-Men and the MCU and how they're going to fit in. I liked I liked our theories. Fuck yeah, we did. Holy oh, yeah. shit, this was great. I loved this. This was a really good episode. Erica, you did um, a fantastic job, even though you're not feeling good. Thank you so much. Yeah, you, you brought oh, up the big thanks. guns, even for being sick. That was great. <laughs> uh, plus, you were able to get Rick and Morty in, uh, into the theories, so that works. 
Yeah, that you know, that's that's that that works too. Rick and Morty could just show up and merge the two universes. Yeah, there we go. Holy shit, he's just standing there. Nobody like, would hate it. Nobody would hate it. I mean, yeah. nobody would just go, oh yeah, okay. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, so And, it, and yeah. he's sitting there, and he looks at the camera, and he's just like, I'm tired of you fuckers bitching. <laughs> and then he just slaps the universes together. Oh. Uh, but that was fun. Now, I think if, either, if either the Deadpool or the Rick and Morty thing happens, we're so suing Disney. It's the only solution. I, I have a YouTube video I have to share with you guys and the um, Facebook page. Um, before we before we sign off, I just want to share. I watched a YouTube video that was um, why Snowpiercer is a sequel to Willy Wonka and the Cho- to Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. What? Yeah. And it was it was it, it warped my mind in ways that I never expected. I wanted my mind to be warped. It was so worth watching. Oh, oh my God. That's horrifying and terrifying and sweet Jesus. And, um, Erica, I have a topic that I think you're going to really like to talk about in the future. Um, then I wanted to just share it real quick. Um, internet privacy. I think we should do that as a topic soon with you on it. I think what, 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 sorry, I was coughing. Um, there's a topic I think we should talk about soon, internet privacy, and we need to do that with you on it. Okay. You well, like that? Why? I agree. I mean, yes, but why? Why Why would you think about me? Because you're smarter than me and Mikey. You're oh, amazing. Yeah. When it comes to political topics. Oh, yeah. Okay. You're quite you, amazing. You watch more news and you're more well-informed than we are. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I mean, I can come from an IT standpoint, but you come from a social standpoint and i i couldn't do that oh <laughs> okay maybe it's just because i talk to lawyers all day long so i know the caveats of things oh yeah that would do it uh, all right mikey i i told you in the chat to su- to wrap us up and then i dragged us on so go ahead <laughs> no worries no worries again this topic was great i it was one of the best topics that we've done in a while and Again, Erica, fired on all cylinders, even though you don't feel good. You brought up a lot of really good points. You've actually helped us with a lot of our theories. And we're going to come back to this, you know, after everything's all wrapped up and they start pulling them into the MCU. And we'll see how things line up again, because it's going to have to be done. So but for now, I was your host once again. Special Mikey, along with who was Super Vegan Brian. Goodbye, nurse. Oh, there he is. And of course, the Cursey Smurf Erica. Bye, everybody. Well, I thought both you guys died there for a second. And, you know, this has been Nerd Podcast Radio. And as always, stay nerdy, stay informed, and stay awesome. Stay awesome. Erica Koff, Brian Carroll.